9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. Um, there is, I mean, not a guest in on this episode. It's the hosts. It's uh, myself, Lawrence, and Chris Vendito uh, just talking about stuff, shooting the shit. I can't tell you what we talk about because uh, here's a little insider tip. We haven't recorded the episode yet. I'm recording this before we record the episode, so I'm sure it's great. I'm sure you'll love it. Uh, I'm on vacation, and we'll be back to our regularly scheduled show in two weeks. Go plug yourself, everybody. Have fun. Bye. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Is it? What is what? It? What is a lasagna Cor- portrait? Uh, Tyler made me a housewarming gift, and it just says lasagna. It's lasagna in Lakers colors and themes. That's perfect. Yeah. What else? It's, do you right, need? it's hanging right around the other. We wall had there. this conversation last night. This is weird though, because I have to like turn. I'm like looking over to Lawrence, who's playing Snap. Hello, I can turn this <laughs> off. <laughs> and then I have to look over to Chris. It's, it's okay. Wild. It's wild. It's very. It's a different. We're recording live to tape. From uh, Casa, live from the den of Vendito. Casa, ca, do, ma, what? Wow. The lasagna hut. No, I just watched. Barbie. What was it? The Casa do Did anyone see Barbie? Oh, the, the Mojo Dojo. Mojo Dojo Casa, Casa House. Casa Mojo Casa Dojo Casa House. I really That's enjoyed great. that movie so that, much. I, I, I've said I, my take on that film is the it's unfortunate that a film that is that uh, like strong of a feminine feminist message. It, this like the show is stolen so utterly by Ryan Gosling. Well, yeah, like that, it is like he's the, the like he's he is the, the best, best character bar none. <laughs> like, yeah, he's so fucking good. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer that the person that I remember the most is Ken, even though he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, uh, did is you he the bad guy? Though? I mean, yeah, I, think I don't think he's pretty. He's, a he's the bad guy. guy. He redeems. He, he redeems I Will himself. Will Ferrell's the bad guy. No, Will Ferrell's but no. Also, shout out to Mattel. For making themselves seem like utter dick bags and like allowing themselves to be presented that way, which somewhat, is fucking hilarious. Somewhat, as no, all, so much, they made so much money. Off no, the no, movie. I understand they did, but they really like in the movie. They're very much like portrayed as like an evil, soulless corporation. Yeah. Which they didn't have to. They could have protected their own image, but they yeah, but they, but they, but in that's but they, true. But then they still kind of protected their own image. They did, they did to to quote our uh, our friend Ryan George. They did have their cake and eat it too, like in the pitch meeting where he's like, "Wait, we can say that like." Barbie is responsible for some of like women's body issues, but also is empowering. Yeah. Yay. But I think that's what you do when you have a conflicted social yeah. icon who's been around for fucking almost a hundred years. Like it's not easy. Oh, I, to I, I agree. It's consolidate they the did legacy what they, of Barbie. They did what know? they could, but like they still come off looking. They were like, yeah, but ultimately we made Barbie, and that's the good thing that we did. Well, yeah, it's a movie yeah. about Barbie. Yeah, they're gonna course. be like, it's not gonna be a two-hour-long Neil Copa. Like they're gonna. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked. It. I thought it was. I, I enjoyed was it. I didn't see Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. It's you haven't seen Oppenheimer? No. It's great. Is it? It's I, I'm, yeah, I'm very much, very I hear- much enjoyed it. Um, it also has some interesting detractor, detractions. Uh, Spike Lee recently said that he wish uh, wishes Nolan would have uh, shown the Asian perspective, which I don't understand. He's not the first person to say that. Um, this was a movie about the people who created the bomb. Yeah. I don't know if we need to see the pain and suffering of the of the J- the Japanese perspective. 
I would agree. It's not really about that. As like as weird as it is to say, it's not about that. It's no, obviously it's about like that. It's still yeah. It's, it's, it's the I, I am become like death guy. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> he, he. It's about a guy who's really brilliant, one of the smartest people in the history of the world, who created a massive killing weapon. Yeah, and then re- immediately regrets it. Mm. And not to make him sound like a sympathetic hero, but like. He lives with that torment, and it kind of eats away at him, and it almost yeah, kills yeah. him. At the end, I heard know? Cillian Murphy's incredible. He's incredible. Robert Downey Jr. is incredible in that movie. Matt Damon's the uh, is the comic relief in the movie, which is very much needed because it's such a fucking heavy movie, start For to sure. finish. Um, what's your name? Um, Florence Pug. Florence Pug's great in the movie. Isn't she it plays Pew? a super Pew? left Isn't wing. Pew? 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 I don't know. Pew. I don't know. She plays a super left wing. Uh, his wife, no? Lip no, his girlfriend. His on girl- and off, off and oh, okay. His girlfriend. The, 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 his, uh, his, his, his side piece. His girl, yeah. girl Friday. Yeah. yeah. His girl Friday? <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer? Just an yeah. intense, also, just a gratuitously intense. Uh, sex scene between Florence Pugh and and Cillian Murphy in that movie. Why not? Just that's super what we, that's hardcore. What, that's why we people are are flocking to see Oppenheimer. I watched. Is it Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer? It's 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 open. I'll tell you that much. Hey, me. I saw the that other. You mentioned Florence Pugh, and I saw that the uh, dear I love you or whatever I love you dear. Or Don't worry, darling. With uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a movie. Yes. That movie. I was gonna say he got kicked off because all of a sudden someone realized he was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And so is this was this good? Did you enjoy this movie? I did. It was. Uh, I mean, it was a little Stepford wifey like that. That like yeah, that's that kind of vein. That's the premise. Olivia Wilde directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia Wilde really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It, it's like it's well done. I think, and I I don't know if this is just like attention deficit disorder speaking, but like almost every movie I see, I'm like could have done with about twenty or thirty less minutes. Like yeah, but I feel, every I feel movie that today, about yeah, yeah. Most movies now are far too long. Like uh, Scorsese just put out uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. another Leo piece, and it's three and a half hours, which is fucking self-indulgent. And they interviewed him about it, and he said, well, look, you'll binge Netflix for four hours. And I just felt like, bro, fuck you. How how fucking unattached are you from reality? You if I'm watching four fucking Netflix Lawrence. things, I'm going to pause it. I'm going to take a leak. I'm going to get some snacks. Lawrence, I'm gonna gonna this, this, picture, yeah. this picture is about the community, and, 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 and it's about the, the world that, we, that they live in in Osage County, Ugh. and it's, it takes time. It takes time to, to get the message across of the incredible pain and, 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 and imprisonment that we put these people towards, and I don't do it as good as Walter does. Yeah. Sorry. Do, oh. do you think that part of it is to uh, justify like increased ticket prices? I mean, it must be. Right? Like, to but, be like, well, obviously again, a movie costs $20. You're, uh, you're spending think, the whole afternoon here. I no, think Scorsese has been making movies like this his whole career. To put them to change now is kind of No, Scorsese's like not the problem. Marvel movies being longer than an hour 45 is a big problem. Oh, my, my God, he, yeah. He's telling an epic story, right? Yeah. Like, Irishman, I, I've recently rewatched it. It's getting better with age because the story he's trying to tell at the end CG of the day. CG isn't, though. The CG will never get better. <laughs> Sorry. The CG will I, never get horse, better. It's a dead horse, but it's still insane. It, it, it's tough to get past <laughs> it. But the scenes that matter, the scenes that matter are still very, very good. Marty still has it in him with, um, I can't wait to see Kills of the Flower Moon, but in my current uh, state of health, uh, I almost, Oppenheimer almost killed me. Let's put yeah, it that you way. You want to see it in theaters? Let's see it in theaters with Walter Ooh. and Troy. Ooh. 
and uh, <laughs> uh, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, I wouldn't sit through a fucking four-hour movie. It's yeah. it's just hard. It, it is hard, even. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't imagine. Remember, like imagine in 1990, and you go see Goodfellas for the first time in theaters. Goodfellas, what two twenty? It's about two and a half. Okay. That last hour, though, it feels like ten hours, yeah. and you feel miserable coming out of that. And movie you experience. and you watched. 10, 15 minutes of trailers. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah. Like, so the movie the, the, starts the, on such an adrenaline rush yeah, yeah, yeah. of happy, oh, this is so much fun. Look how fun, cool these fun monsters love, are. Fun loving criminals, gangsters, yeah, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, this is great. And then the next hour is some of the most miserable stuff you've ever <laughs> seen on film. And again, that's the beauty of Martin Scorsese pictures, especially that one. If there's any movie he's ever been robbed of not winning Best Director for, it's Goodfellas because he takes you on a journey where... Who did he lose to? In 1990, a Kevin Costner film. Dances with Wolves? Dances, Dances with, with Wolves. Wolves. Oh, my God. I forgot the movie. I just knew it was a Kevin Costner film. It was It was, It was. was the era where, oh, my God, an actor knows how to direct? Well, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Let's, let's give him everything. Give him everything, yeah. Um, but no, like, like the fact that he won for Departed, like, Departed's a good movie. Yeah. I like it a lot. But it's not... It's a lifetime achievement. It's not his or... best movie but anywhere near. Yeah. Well, it's like how whatever when the... Like, when Peter Jackson got all those awards for, like, Return of the King. And I was just like, we're not really giving Return of the King no, an award. This and is we're not lifetime. even really giving Lord of the Rings an award. This is a lifetime Jackson. achievement We're award, just giving yeah. a, like, hey, you made, you made like, an epic trilogy that everybody saw and everybody loved. Let's celebrate that you did it. You know, yeah. like, you, you made a new Star Wars out of nothing kind of thing. Not, not out, out of nothing. It had some beautiful source material that was great. But sure, but, uh, but it was still, like... It was kind of in an era like it this pre, that it was, was pre MCU pre whatever where it was just sort of like you stuck a trilogy yes. in a modern sense where that's not usually a thing. Yes, it has obviously like was a, the best selling fantasy novels of all time and all that. I'm not saying it was there was nothing to draw on, but I'm like, but that was like it was Hollywood was like applauding his ambition. More than anything he but actually I think also, did. No, like, I think also the technical skill of those movies was sure, but it won best. I mean the battle the battle of Helm's Deep. Battle of Helm's Deep. Bro, bro, uh, when the sun breaks, he comes over the crest. There's a fucking army, bro. You felt something. <laughs> you saw. You it. felt it. I you mean, how it. many, how many shows the Battle of Hel- HBO shows did the Battle of Hell's Deep inspire? Uh, I mean, every Game of Thrones fight. Every Game of Thrones episode, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Uh, not every just that. Battle. Um, oh, there's that other Lord of the Rings show on Prime. I haven't watched good. it. Is that's it, not. Good. Is it bad? It's not good. It's not oh, good. There's no. Wheel of Time on Prime also. Wheel of Time. Okay, here's my big problem with Prime. My big problem with Prime is that the releases of season one and season two are so monumentally apart that I can't maintain my interest in anything. I loved That's a good the point. first season of Invincible. Loved it. I didn't read the books. I knew the premise. I understood the story. Mm-hmm. I was enthralled with the first season. I think it's as good a season of TV as you were going to see in any kind of genre. I love it That's legitimately. I couldn't get into it. Really? Yeah. But then it was like four years before season two. And now season two is out. Even though I've been looking forward to it, I haven't watched it yet. I'm just like, I'll get around to it. I mean, they have been good with the boys. And even the boys is like, oh, there, the there's, a, there's a drag on season four. But then, they th- but then they threw Gen V in there. So I was like, we're still getting one I haven't year. watched Gen V yet. Gen so I, ha- I haven't watched Gen V yet because I'm waiting because I know it's going to tie into another The Boys. Or there's going to be some crossover, so I'm going to wait until they're closer together so I can watch it together. Because I'm not well, to that point it. though, I I loved Jack Reacher. Yeah, the first season was the really first good. Season, Jack Reacher was so good. 
That was the year the Rams won a Super Bowl. That was two years ago. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And then they just started dropping trailers now. Now it's well, coming out of summer. That might be COVID, though. Right? Sure. Like COVID, COVID uh, may have. COVID may existed when it came out. Yeah, but they'd already probably filmed it. They were editing then. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that everything is messed up release-wise. Yeah, but I think there's a certain amount of time that passes in between, which is still exorbitant. Like, there's still, you, you know, know what I Marvel mean? news? What Marvel news? So, in part due to the actor strike. Okay. And in part due to the, like, because they, they apparently think it's, like, October. October, whatever. They, like, Kevin Feige and all the, like, the Marvel Think Trust and the whatever else like that. They do, like, a Marvel retreat, like, State of the Mar- State of the Union Marvel situation. And and usually, apparently, it's just, Yo, like... I would love to be able to cater that one. Oh, dude, I yeah, bet. And yeah, apparently, so like, like normally, like, up until... They all just, like, bang out lines of coke and, like, slam the table. We're like, Silver Server's a woman now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's go! But, but then they all, like, high But Well, no, she's, she's non-binary, actually. Non-binary, yeah. <laughs> they are non-binary. That's right. But apparently it's usually been like probably just like cocaine and high fives all around. Sure. They just printed money. But now they're actually like. Now they actually have to put in work and be like, how do we make Shang-Chi money? Fuck. So apparently they're, they're, they're all the projects that are. Kick off anyone who's involved with the Eternals. Just kick them out. Yeah. (laughs) If they're not already. Fire them. It's such a good cast for such a bad movie. such a bad movie. Fire them. You have Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Marsden. That's where I got worried, boys. That's where I started to get worried about Marvel. Yeah. I watched that dog shit movie and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Definitely. I think the first like complete misstep and what's uh, what's great about the Eternals is not only have they never been in another movie or referenced at all in another movie there's a man climbing out of the ocean on earth that yeah. that is that is the status quo An now eternal god, and yeah. nobody even talks about it no. yeah. like not even a throwaway line of dialogue to be like yeah. hey did you see the big hand yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you see the hand the size of New every York every once in a while I'll see that on social media I'm like what about this Marvel <laughs> What well, so what doing? so what were you saying happened okay, at so the anyway, retreat? Okay, so so yeah, so they 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 did the retreat. They because they they also they pulled the plug on Daredevil or, or did like a hard reboot on Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil was a nonsense town situation. Apparently, they had like three or four episodes were complete and in the can, ready for editing, and there Daredevil was not in them. Like Matt Murdock was as a lawyer, but there was no like Daredevil costume in the, costume oh in the Daredevil but that, show. But that makes sense because they probably film it in different parts where they. Stack all the Daredevil no, 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 shooting no, together. Was, right? No, but this was like three or four episodes in the can. Like these were like completed episodes. Oh, oh, oh. Like okay, not like they, gotcha. we haven't filmed. So the they Daredevil didn't write. Stuff. They didn't write actual Daredevil. Yeah, they, they, yeah like oh, Daredevil content was. Not I thought you meant like the shooting schedule where they just no, did no, all no, the no, Matt no. Like, stuff. And that's apparently why they just like ripped the cord on it and said like go back and think. So anyway, so they're taking. They're looking at all the products that are coming out. Every movie I think in 2024 has been pushed to 2025 because they just told everybody like take the time you need, stop fucking it up. The only Marvel movie that's coming out in 2024 is going to be Deadpool 3 because I think that's like a slam dunk no matter what. Sure. Like it, it's not – that is not an MCU film Yeah. really, right? So <laughs> like there's two things I want to bring up. Number one, did you hear about Blade? And then I'm going to ask you about the Marvels. Did I hear about Blade? Like that it's uh, – will they, won't they, on again, off again? So Blade, like, originally they had signed on Mershahala Ali – yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Blade. He, he had the one line of dialogue at the end of whatever one of those movies, which is fucking incredible casting, right? right? Are you talking about Mershal Ali as Blade? Yeah, fuck yeah. Apparently, they had to send the script back because on the call sheet, like in terms of characters, he was like the fifth most important, and there was four. the 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 quote I read from Marvel or whatever was he was like the fourth or fifth most important character, and the rest of the the group were women, and there was a lot of life lessons. And I'm like, that is tonally... Like, you understand you want to have those kind of movies? Blade is just 
Slaughter vampires look cool. Well, and like print and you can, money. You can like, also, it's so simple you can and also argue that there's like there has to be some kind of like like reverence is maybe the wrong word, but like like cinematic accountability. The fact that like, hey, you know why we have the MCU? Kind of because of Blade. Comic book movies were a joke. They were do- god awful yeah. until Blade came out, and we were like, yeah, that, that was kick ass. That fucking one. You know, like this might be. I don't know if this is a is a necessarily a hot take or a, a, a staunch opinion, mm-hmm. but that scene where you introduce Blade, like the fucking blood rave, yeah. and then it clears out, and he's just standing there, and he just goes crazy and fucking kills a million vampires. That's one of the greatest reveals of a character ever. Put Sandstorm on the map. Yo! So the Marvels is now the lowest performing film. Which is apparently really unfortunate because apparently it's pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. Like a lot, like I've, I've, heard, I've heard from people who went to watch the movie that I know yes. that they enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're like, they're, uh, from, they're like the internet, from the internet, it's been very mixed, but it's the internet. Yeah. I don't know what it is about people. They just hate Brie Larson. I've you think that's it? Some dudes out there who... I love Brie Larson. I love Brie Larson myself. I think she's great. I think she's a great actress. I think she's a lot of fun. Um, she's, she's beautiful. She's funny. I don't get it. I don't get the hate. What, because she like, snaps at trolls a bit online? There's, yeah. there's something wrong with the universe. She is, hang on. She is like... I, I'm a Brie Larson fan. But I will say she... Always like and and it's something that like she she's uh, it's like an old school star. She always comes off as cooler than you, which I can see is off putting. But that used to be the normal for like Hollywood celebrities. You know what I, I mean? I just I do, and I agree with you. I just I think there's just the internet now today. Like now everybody's just pitching wants likeable. to be miserable. Sure. Like I was. Listen, clear out. ISO, give me the ball. Here we go. Uh, Sydney Sweeney <laughs> and Glenn Powell have a new movie coming out, like a, a rom-com. Okay. And on her, uh, it's a rated R film, mm-hmm. rated R rom-com, so you know they're both going to be two hot people being hot on screen for 90 minutes, let's say. Like like Cillian Murphy and Florence Pugh. But just way but, less but, <laughs> dramatic and a lot more... Without like loud, loud Christopher Nolan horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're in. I'm in the comments, and you have guys who are like, "Oh, what a whore!" Or this, not cover up this. Then you have girls, some girls being like, "Oh, they're using Sydney for her hot body again." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Can both of these genre of people be shipped to an island?" <laughs> so the rest of us could be like, "Look at these lovely people in this lovely little film." What is wrong with people? You're so miserable all the time. I'm watching I'm watching a cute little video of a bride and her husband dancing and then the wife like after the solo like heartfelt dance breaks out into this hip hop dance and she's a white girl so of course already the comments are going to be flying but she's like doing a hip hop dance. It's a it's a hip hop dance. And in the comments, I would never allow my bride to do that at my fucking wedding. (laughs) Who are you people? Who are you people? Like, what is wrong with you? People are just, just, they just don't want to enjoy things. I just want to feel Like, how do you hate women this much? I I thought, because what happened is when it didn't didn't do well. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see, is it a bad movie and that's why it's not performing well? Because a lot of people have said that just because it has three female leads, that's the issue. I bet, I I bet, like, so, I think there's a a number of things. I think there's enough people that hate Brie Larson that it is. I think think there's, there's a, 
enough people that dislike Brie Larson. I think there's uh, Miss Marvel herself is a Muslim superhero. I think that is a. You think that factors that in? That is, I think that is a big factor in the country of America the Jesus, way it is currently hey? now. Wow. And I think that the other lady is a strong black woman who I feel that also offsets a lot of people who would otherwise go see Captain America. Interesting. Like I do not. It's not wrong on any of those points. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like you're like it's not only is it an all female cast. You have a black woman and a Muslim woman also in that all-female right, cast. Right, right. And that is a portion of the box office. I you think have Chi Smith over there freaking up the rear. Like, I, come on. <laughs> I feel you also have superhero fatigue. The, yeah. They also have, like, kind of failed it on the part. One thing that – I think I talked about it on NES or whatever. One thing that apparently failed the, sh- failed the movie in many ways was the actor strike on account of apparently, like, one of the things that is, like, really enjoyable about the movie is the chemistry between the stars is, like – Amazing! It's off right, the charts. Like right. they're they like despite their like difference in age and difference in like background, difference in ethnicity. It worked. They all they got along. They all play off each other. And yeah. like like one of their articles I was reading was like, boy, if they could have done a late night talk show circuit and you saw all three of them on Fallon, it howling it, it up or whatever else like that. You have clips all over the internet being yeah. like, look at how these girls are playing yeah. off. And each then other. you play those stupid games where it's like they're from different generations. So it's like yeah, they're like what? Who's the best texter? And and then the young actress yeah. is like me. And you have to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of they were shit. like. It would have, I'm not saying saved it, but they're like, it would have thrown a couple million dollars onto the box office if we had seen that chemistry Another good on point. a media junket. Another good point. Yeah, like, the, strike, the strike did hurt that movie. Let's be yeah, honest. for sure. But like, like in because A, they couldn't hype it up, but then apparently also the fact that it hangs so much on like. There's a reason where Barbie and Oppenheimer did so well, they knew the strike was coming. Yo, the Barbie marketing was fucking so crazy. So they started marketing super in advance. And yeah. then Barb, uh, uh, Barbieheimer happened where they merged it together, and it's like, oh, two for one that weekend. Mm-hmm. So that became its own thing. That was natural marketing, too. Because if you remember, it was like right before the premiere, the actors had just pull out. Yeah, yeah, they didn't get they to. They all look. walked out of cans yeah. for Oppenheimer yeah. or uh, the Venice Film Festival. I forget yeah. which one. Yeah. Uh, because they couldn't promote the film anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. Like that was, uh, like, and the Chris, they were like, "What do you think about this?" And Christopher Nolan's like, "Well, I freaking support him, man." What I'm a union want? man, what baby. We, what are we talking about? Union yeah, exactly. Baby. That's it. But also, <laughs> the job's done. Well, the, the job's done, and but like, yeah, I'm in the directors guild, so guess what? <laughs> like, yeah, because they did all the junket interviews. Yeah, of course. They, they did. did all their things. Like you yeah. could see it now, where like normally, like you said, the Marvel movie would have gone on. Fallon and did, uh, done uh, not Fallon Kimmel and done two nights. Yeah, yeah. Would Sam Jackson would have been done one night? The girls would have done another night. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There might have been an, an SNL somewhere in there. Like that's it's, another good point. They would have. Oh yeah, Brie well, there's a reason why it's been just comedians and oh yeah, of course because it, it has to be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, you know, I mean, which I don't really. I like I don't understand. Like, how is how did SNL come back before the like? Are they not actors? Like part of a different union, I think. That's it. It's so weird. Like the fact that like sketch comedian actors, I think they're part of a different union. I, I mean, they must be. Like they they have have other be. other like exactly, they absolutely have to be. But I'm like, it's so weird that like television and film is on hold. Maybe they're all like, just part of the Writers Guild. Maybe, eh? Oh, like because if they all have writing credits, they might all be writers. Yeah, because they all write their own sketches, basically, right? <laughs> There's one guy who's never contributed anything. They're like, give us a line. He goes, what? And they're like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> underline your in. Yes, I can't. Or he's just like he's like, I can't work. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. But the first couple <laughs> exactly. of hosts, everybody else has to hustle. The first couple of hosts were what? It was Neil Brennan, Pete Davidson, and now Jason Momoa now is, is, is was last week. Uh, no, the the week before that was Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet was the first and, actor. And yeah. and what is it? Is, is the actor shit over now? Is yes. it done? Is yeah, it over? it's done. Okay, yeah, because it's it. Because they were like they had that weird thing where like Fallon was doing it. 
uh, where like the, the Neil Bryan episode, uh, amazing. No, 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 Nate Bargazi, excuse me, amazing, mm. um, amazing episode. Gold Civil, the Civil War reenactment uh, sketch is great. It's one of the better sketches I've seen as an produce in years. Um, it's just, I couldn't could recommend that episode enough. It was a lot of fun, old school SNL stuff. I'll, I, mean, I, I usually we usually catch up and watch them all. And point. every weekend update's great. They're still the best. There, yeah, still oh, that's the, that's the Evelyn will watch the whole show. On like over the weekend, she'll like start it, and I'm like, let me know when weekend updates. Yeah, so. It's yeah. still call me when it's update, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still the best uh, for what they are doing, mocking the news. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're still the best at. It. Yeah, like they're, they're like the, they're, I think that they're, they're well, like actual fake news. The bad guy, yeah, especially when Shay makes. Uh, writes Collins jokes for him. Yeah, that, that's oh, a, that, yeah, that's oh, a I great love that bit. Gen- generally, that's episode. a great bit, but like their their dynamic and it's like it goes down as probably like. And I'm I'm a big Tina Fey fan. I'm a big Seth Meyers fan, but I'm like Che and Joe start like the best. really really high up They're on the, the all time updates. Like now, yeah. hearing how how much they all hated working with Fallon, it, yeah. it kind of hurts Fallon's whole credibility at SNL for me for me personally. Yeah, it was just basically Tina Fey and Tina Fey hated working with Fallon. Yeah, yeah like that's she, it. Like she says she's all but said that. Yeah. Um so her and Seth Myers were good mm-hmm. but it felt like it was two peas in the same pod. Mm-hmm. Same with her and Amy Poehler. Like yeah. again, again, where they're coming it's very similar. Especially strong, I felt never really had a, a chance at surviving. No, that's not her thing. But yeah. I thought she was always. It was best not. Yeah, it's not her playing. lane at all. Yeah, yeah. But Che, but Che and and and, and Yost, that works, man. And they're both the head writers, so yeah, yeah that's it. No, no I, but people always make me laugh about the death of SNL or whatever. SNL is not for SNL's for two people, two age groups, fifteen to twenty year olds. And fifty-five-year-olds to seventy-year-olds. Yeah, pretty much. That's it's it's that's who that's who the target audience is. But it's also like like it's they're it's they're a lot like The Simpsons, where you're like they're absolutely not in their heyday, but they're also like SNL on its worst night is still pretty watchable. Also, you know, like every comic we know would sell their mother. Yeah, into let's slavery. do all our hacks. Hey, oh my God. you want to uh, sign me up? Just yeah, yeah. Go, oh shit, you want me to go do fucking sketch? Yeah, in New York and be incredibly famous and have a career for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, make a hundred, hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I can do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, and then and then basically like write a check to touring comedy for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if I if I can't write a check into movies. Bro, Ari Spear, <laughs> Ari Spear is touring forever off of Mad TV. You don't think the SNL guys can tour forever? Well, Jay Farrow yeah. tried acting. Yeah. Didn't work out. Now he can, but he always has stand up. So there's always money in the stand up stand. There's always money in the stand. <laughs> I, could always, I could always go back to the malls, baby. Hey. Yeah, but that's it. Like it's it's kind of like pro wrestling. Like you make it in, I guess now AEW, but like you make it in WWE. Well, guess what? You're 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 a made man on the indies now. Like you all like there's money for the sure. rest of your life. Or, but then or, it's, it's hard to go or back. Or you become it's such Matt Rife. Oh, Matt sure. Rife. His new special, by the way, is getting who? Matt Rife is getting lambasted. You know this online. guy, Keith? I think I saw Pretty Boy Comic Matt Rife. Yeah, I saw him on. He's like the overnight success. Who's not really an overnight success? He was hustling since he was a kid. Yes, whatever else like that. That's his backstory. But then, comedy always says. has that weird thing where you can work for a decade, and as soon as you make it, they go overnight success came out of nowhere, unbelievable, this unknown, and he's like, I've been on TV for twelve years. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. very much. How but, yeah, works. but he like started really young. I think was part of it. Yeah, he was on he was on Wiling Out when he was like a teen. Yeah, but uh, his, and his and his new bits, his new set stats. His, his Netflix special good. just came out. Natural Selection, not yes. great. 
not great. I watched it, not good. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff you expect to hear from guys three four years in who are getting polished but still have a long way to go. Um, that's the the type of material he's putting. He got out. big because of TikTok, right? He got big because of TikTok. He would put crowd work sets up and and stuff and. Here's the thing that shocks me. Lawrence and I had this conversation off air, and I wanted to bring it on air intentionally, because his fan base was majority women, and that's okay. like a meal ticket. That's what you want. Yeah. You, if you could choose, who could my fan base be? As a comedian, or as an actor, or as somebody in entertainment, a musician, you 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 want to be dominated by women, because women are loyal. Women will spend money on you. Mm-hmm. Women will protect you to the end. Yeah. Women will drag their husbands and boyfriends and spend money on your shit. They'll buy, they'll buy your merch. They'll buy your photos. That's why Taylor Swift needs four nights, right? Yes. Like, absolutely. Taylor every, Swift is a... Bring it, no, Taylor Swift, you laugh, but Taylor Swift needs four nights because one night is going to sell out because 30% of that crowd is going to be boyfriends, husbands, and dads. Yep. And, and all the siblings. And, like, all, this, and everybody. all the kids, whatever. Like, you, you know what? You know who goes to see Metallica? Dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Period. <laughs> you know, yeah. like Taylor Swift, we got to buy tape for everyone in the house. Exactly. That's, well, that's it. it. When, like, when I, in the, in the early nineties, I my dad took my sister and I to the Backstreet Boys. So mm. it was you can't take one kid without the Same, other because yeah. they're gonna get mad. Yeah. And then he had to buy a ticket for himself. So that's yeah. three tickets. When in reality, it was only one person who was interested, right? Yeah. So it's like that's the kind of shit that I guess Swift has, and yeah. you know the fact that she's doing she became a billionaire over the last tour. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like if you capture. That this market where the majority of your fans are, are, are women is to Chris's point. Yeah. It's such a great place to be in terms of a fan base, right? They're, they're so loyal and, and it's wonderful. And apparently this special, which admittedly I haven't watched. I'm only talking to the reaction that I've seen about it. It's been very alienating to his female crowd. I mean, You watched it, didn't you, Chris? I did. He starts off with a domestic violence joke. And then his response to that domestic, he got pushback for that domestic yeah, violence like joke. It, you're re- uh, and if you don't like it, and he had a link, and the link was to a special needs helmet. Yeah. A website that sold special needs helmet, which yeah, it's just like, made Keith cringe. Yeah, you know, and, and, and so on, he, he on my says phone, on the special, yeah. he says, if, I just wanted to see how, how much fun I could have with you guys tonight, which is like just a wildest thing. And then the very next bit is about crystals sure. and astrology. So within the first 10 minutes, you have just... Like, made fun of all your fans, basically. Yeah. So, uh, currently on IMDb... Which is a choice. Yeah, I mean, that's... Look, look, sure. On IMDb, his natural selection special is sitting at 5.1 on 10. The most upvoted reviews. Cocky with no material, 1 on 10. Far below expectations. Unbelievably bad. Basic. May have killed his career. A lackluster special. This special ruined his career. Disappointed. This was strategy, not comedy. Trash. What's wild to me is that this is not a live event. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's a, like... It's he, curated. He definitely edited it. He, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you're like, this is the material. Like, you know the material. Like, it's worked material, presumably. He's worked the house. He knows how his landing. He knows it. And he's like, I'm going to put this on Netflix. Yeah. So now it's not just like, oh, a couple bad shows and a couple bad jokes. And boy, that didn't work. No, no, no. This is what I'm going to put out there to like a hundred million subscribers. Like it's like why do you? No, make but beyond that, it, it's. But like you know, it's not. It's not the same thing as like oh, I made a movie, and now it's testing weird. I'm like, there was an audience every night. You did these jokes, guy. Yeah. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of material that you could tell. He was working for. He brought out for the special, 
and there was a couple of good bits mm. that were buried. And then the good bits ended up being bits that were not his. But, like, do you think he's courting controversy and that's just what he's trying to do? Like, I don't know. He wants the headline I of, think, like, he's I now an edgy comic. Beyond just trying to cater to men and edgelords, which is clearly what the special was about, he also stole bits from comedians. Oh, no. Comedians he opened for. Comedians he opened and worked for. That's cool. Um, and now, now, you're Matt Rife, right? And, I mean, I, I don't have the abs to really get into character for it. But let's say I'm getting into your brain, Matt. Okay. And I'm about to do my Netflix special. I've already released some stuff online over the years. I'm, I'm, I'm more popular than I've ever been before. I, I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder because the festivals across the industry never really took me seriously until now that I have a fan base. I'm the most successful new age TikTok comedian that's, that's ever lived, basically. Mm-hmm. I went from working in clubs as a middle act and putting on self-produced shows to selling out tours. Having a Netflix 20, special. T- 24 <laughs> hours in 24 hours. Selling out world tours. The, the, the fucking hours. Netflix special is not even the biggest accompaniment. No, yeah, yeah, no I was going to say, the Netflix he, special is like the 10th thing yeah, on exactly. the list of the, the world a, he, like, he had The a, amount of money he's made, the amount of things he's sold, the amount of views he's gotten. The he did a low-key break Ticketmaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all coming back to me. All like, that, all that. You do all that. It's and all then you're coming like, back And then you don't think for a second... That maybe comedians that are don't have the success that I'm experiencing right now are gonna try to tear me apart because that's what comedians do as a hobby. So then let so me ask you this: So when your special <laughs> comes out and you have stolen jokes from Ralphie fucking May, mm. who's who's generally beloved in the comedy, who's community. beloved in the comedy, yeah. within 24 hours I was seeing that those comments about how this was, and they were clips side by side. It's like this is a Ralphie May joke, this is his joke, and it's the same joke. Yeah. Do you think this, this is, is Chris? Do you think this is another Dane Cook situation? This is another Dane Cook, yeah. This is someone who's going to be hot for a couple years, this is, and this then they're going to have to rebuild. This is Matt Murray will never be as hot as he is right now. Yeah, but I'm saying, but now, like, but you could argue because that he's not even going to get the Dane Cook. He's going to get one and done. Mm. Like the Dane Cook was like, he was Dane like, Cook he, had five, ten he, years. He right? had years on top before everybody like tore him to pieces. Listen, people who love him now are going to uh, the girls are going to watch that special. They're going to be disappointed. They're still going to go to his shows because they bought tickets for his world tour. And then if he doesn't turn it around on that world tour with new material, if he continues leaning into the Edgelord shit, goodbye. Done. You're back You're back to fucking Sarasota uh, fucking laugh times. Uh, fucking four nights, two for 20 tequilas. Like, that's what you're doing. Congrats, buddy. Like, you had it That's all in the palm of your hands. It's wild You're 28 me. years old. You're getting everybody wants a piece of you. And you decide to shift into edgelord bullshit. And the, like the, I the said, joke, by the way, the, the, domestic, the domestic violence joke, this is how he opens his Netflix special in Washington. Oh, Baltimore's really violent, eh? Oh, shit. We were at a dinner, and we went to a diner in Baltimore, and our waitress had a black eye. That was weird. And my buddy was like, hey, how does she, why does she have a black eye? Why would she be in the front of the house? Wouldn't you rather have her in the kitchen? And then I went, well, I feel like if she was in the kitchen, she would know how to cook. Jesus Christ. Like, and that's, uh, like... You're, you're like that's not even funny. It's not. I was like, are you Jeff Foxworthy or like whatever? The, like, what like, is like that? Jeff, not what Jeff year Foxworthy. Is this? Jeff Dunham. And listen, that's a I Jeff Dunham level. I understand joke. that everything's different. No, for but comedy. Jeff Dunham would have had the abused woman as a puppet. Yeah, exactly. He would have had the woman with the black yeah, eye yeah, yeah, as a puppet. Yeah, that's. Like how, but how do you not start that special off with a "Who is Matt Rife" joke? Yeah. Or just something about it's like, a Netflix. It's an introduction to the or, world. Or even, or even just that. Just be like. 
a year ago, people didn't know who I am. Thank you for being here. Just like the, even if it's fake humility, just like the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just come through. No, but just do, do a joke about yourself first. Yeah. You, don't have, you haven't earned the credibility I like your to open, come out. You're opening you see, Chris and I uh, together this year have made literally like $400 doing comedy, so we should know. We should Listen, know I've made $0 doing comedy, no? and I don't have a Netflix subscription, and I'll tell you what, how I would have opened there up this. You like, go. There you go. No, I'm just you don't have a Netflix subscription? I don't. I you psychopath. I cycle now. I have one you at a time. You know what? Prob you're probably smart. But this is literally They're, they're jacking like the price up I pile. I pile up a bunch of shows being like, okay, what does Disney got? And then I'll go over to Disney. You're smart. Hey, Matt Reif is literally Lawrence or myself, just in super great shape, getting a Netflix special. Such good shape. But yeah, but, but like you said though, it's like been doing this for as long me, as I if have. I'm, if I'm Matt Reif, if I'm Matt Reif, my opening joke is exactly the one you said, which is they're like, hey, you're scrolling through Netflix or whatever, and recommending because you like stand up, Matt Reif. Who the hell is Matt Reif? Yeah. Like, like this because you address the audience because that's how people are gonna find him is Matt Reif's new special, and everybody, not everybody, but like. Your average Netflix viewer is going to say, who the hell is Matt Reif? Why uh, a lot of you have seen me in your girlfriend's DMs. There yeah. you go. Sorry about that. Like, yeah. Something like I'm that. I'm popping up in yeah. your algorithm. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've been tearing apart your algorithm, but would you, you know, it's better than me tearing apart your girl. Why is like, that? I, 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 I could write for you. Just why call is that me. I, why is that idiot from t TikTok on, you know, like your Netflix homepage? Yeah, like, yeah. how did that This happen? guy's on the wrong screen. Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're He's supposed to be on the little screen. Your why TV, is he on the big tilt screen? your TV up and down so that I look yeah. right. If you've, just, like, if you've just heard me and not seen me, you would think, who's this young black boy? But no, it's, it's my real voice. It's my real skin tone. Like, just shit like this, that, Matt. No, you're going to come no. out and do stupid... <laughs> going to take pot shots at Baltimore. <laughs> shots at Baltimore like it's 1999? What is The Wire? What were you telling me when next? When I walked the through wire? the city. Exactly. Because you watched Matt Rice special. You fucking loser. Recommend The Wire. You bum. You had it all in the fucking palm of your hands, and that's what you bring? Listen up. Listen up, boys. All I'm hearing... All I'm hearing is there's one more spot open for you guys now, okay? No, there, I'm not sure there is. No, no. We're not good enough for the internet. I'm a big dreamer, boys. I dream big for you. But first of <laughs> all, appreciate, appreciate first of all, I've, I've never liked his crowd work. I'll fucking tell you that much. Really? I've, I, I liked his crowd work. Ah, it's I gotta fine. Give it's I gotta fine. Give I mean, it. I, we're better, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. I got to give I gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I watch his too. crowd work clips, and I go, this is this is good crowd work. These are good choices. Well, I mean, most of you know, no one's perfect at crowd work, but it's like, uh, you know, for me, it's engaging and it works. But And also, he captures it and he's consistent with it. The social media aspect of the game is fucking incredible. You know, he's a pioneer in that shit. Why would you well, blow it all? Yeah, yeah. So the, or did you he, blow it all he, Bullshit so he, I, don't know, I wouldn't go joke. pioneer because I feel like Andrew Schultz did it a couple years before. So Andrew, pioneer, Andrew, I don't know. Andrew Schultz is a different type of funny, though. That's true. Andrew Schultz is funny. Just, just you could have a conversation with him. You can see, you can watch him have a conversation with somebody on a podcast and say, "This guy's hilarious." I've watched Matt Rife on podcasts before. Let me tell you, snooze fest. Mm. Talking about dating and all this stuff, and I've had I've had girls literally, literally block me right after we break up, but they would never block their boy. Like, who gives a fuck, Matt? You're an adult. You're a grown man. <laughs> You're a grown man. Okay. What do you What are your thoughts on Israel Palestine? That finally. Now we're talking about the real shit. Did you watch the uh, the John News? Oliver? Oh, oh, the, 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 oh, the John Oliver about Israel Palestine? Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, John Oliver did like an Israel Palestine, and I was like, everyone's like, of course he did. I was oh, like, I, I, I was like, what a weird spot for John Oliver to be. Well, in. he even addresses it. He's like, well, this is a comedy show. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's it. And he was just sort of like, and any anyone talking about colonialism with this skin tone and voice. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is, it's probably going to be a more balanced. It's like Matt Rafe could take a fucking page out of that book. Fuck <laughs> me. It, the thing about the John Oliver piece is, it's probably more informative and balanced than ninety percent of the things. Oh, we're for see. sure. And I mean, yeah. I think that that's what he draws attention he to. He has the best writing team in late night it, by it's, far. It's by far. Wild. It's that like, team. I don't know who they are. But they know how to research. Put them in, in a box and let them fucking work yeah, it out. Yeah, you know yeah. how to be funny. Like you're, you're sort of like, hey, we're gonna take a, a sewage crisis in a town and thirty minutes of like captivating, funny, informative television. You're like, what are you? It's yeah, yeah. They're geniuses. <laughs> like, yeah, it's unbelievable just to do the fucking half an hour. Well, even like but that even ju- even just everyone I've seen. Everyone I've like spoken to about it. Hassan like, Minaj like, tried to do a Netflix show, which was the same premise, and it just did not take. I, but, okay, but I feel that that Hassan Minaj is very arrogant. And, it comes and, and off I f- very arrogant. I like yeah. again. I like Hassan, but uh, yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I like Hassan Minaj a lot, and but it's a little bit of a Brie Larson. Like he is not likable. But comics like, don't like, have to be. No, I know they. I know they don't have to be. But like John Oliver is very likable. Sure, but John Oliver is like, li- likable because he's self-deprecating and he's built a sure. career on being self-deprecating. As a comic, you don't have to be likable. Anthony Jeselnik, not likable. George Carlin, not likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, there's a there's but a I lineup. Think, but, with, but the thing is, if you're trying to do if you're trying to do this informative, hey, I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you. Yeah. you have to have some sort of. You know, energy that you're conveying and having a but, serious conversation. But and and there's and also there's fit. also a lot of those shows like the like John John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, like Hasan Minhaj to a less successful extent. Part of it is saying, "This is what's wrong with the country." And if you have a guy who comes off as cocky and arrogant telling you this is what's wrong with your country, like it's gonna unless he's Bill Maher. Yeah, exactly. That's who's it. Who's like and the cockiest, most arrogant? Which and it's but the worst. isn't it? Isn't it strange? And you're like, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I like, I have. Uh, Bill, 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 Bill Moore is controversial for old people. He's yeah. he, he's a hack at this point in his career. Ooh, I agree. No, no, he's Ooh. just not. He he's not the same as he was in the nineties. He's not taking the same risks. He's not taking the same chances. He's not doing but stuff does? that who John does? Oliver. There's but there's a certain point after you've you've. I think as people get older, as they as they pass their peak and they go into the last stage of their career. You can't maintain the same risks you took when you were a younger man. Well, I mean, I think that's why one of the reasons why Stewart walked away. Yeah, yeah, was he was probably you know like it's crazy. Now we started a fucking Apple Plus show where he goes arguably harder. Yeah, because he missed it. But I, no, but I would it, say, but, though, but, he, but he recharged though. Yeah. Like, I was like, but like there is logic. He of, bought like, a farm. He fought John Cena. He's like, you know what? It's time to get back into politics. Yeah, like, did you guys? Did people. you guys? Either of you see Roy Wood Jr. at the White House correspondence there this year? I, didn't, uh, but I'm sure I it's watched a parts down. of it. I didn't see the full. Yeah, I thought it was. I love that speech every year. It's one of my dreams. Can I stop? How is Roy Wood Jr. not taking over the tonight or the Daily Show? Comedy Central is dumb. How the fuck? Yeah, what do is you happening? What is happening? With no that? one knows. But the fucking show Wolf. It's Michelle Wolf this week. Who I like. But but, it, but it's but it's it's a rotating shortlist, right? It's the same people. Yeah. Who? But they rotate. They've done these. They've done these. Nice. How do you not? Leslie Come Jones. on your knees and hands and say, Mr. Roy, Mr. Wood, Mr. Junior, <laughs> Mr. Junior, please, sir, you've been a fucking phenomenal comic. You're a great voice. People love you. You understand the business. Please take over the show for us. Let us back up the Brinks truck. How does that not happen for this guy? I don't know. It's it's maddening. His mother was a professor in, uh, at a black co- at a black college, a black college in Alabama. Uh, his father was a principal. The kids, the dude's genius, a legit comedic genius. He's incredible. And I think he's the most important political comedy voice right next to John Oliver we have Ooh, right now. Ooh, I like I, that. It, it takes something to be a good political voice. 
Trevor Noah. Well, I think it, I think, it drained him for sure. But voice. I think listen, Roy Wood Jr. Also, when you put him on a show with a guy like Lewis Black, and all these fucking historical great comedy like political voices and stuff like that, it's gonna up the fucking ante for all these people. So now that you have you built this guy up, it's like a fucking sports team. This guy was on the bench, mm. and then he's playing with all these great guys. If you're in a room with Lewis Black for a couple of years and all these fucking writers, are you telling me you're not going to have the fucking chops to take over this chair one day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go grab some guy who doesn't have I it? feel bad. No, it's an all-time bag fumble by Comedy Central. Woof! I, I also, you know Woof. what? Not, not, and not to say that he would be uh, daily show material, but I'm sad that Jordan Klepper's show didn't work out for him. I really... I did, but he also has that kind of, like, I'm talking down to you energy. But no, but... but which is but, fine in but short clips. It's hard for him not to have his six with five. But, but he literally, did... Uh, like, but, that's a literal problem. No, 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 fair, but, but, but he, did, he also but has but the he kind did, of, like... he did, like, a Trump-era Colbert thing. Yes. Where yeah. he was like, he was like, no, I'm... I'm the Trump guy, and yeah. it, like with the satire. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, whereas like Trump was like a Bush guy, yeah. or whatever, or an anti-Obama guy. Well, as, well like, no, because because you know, Colbert was the was the was the uh, the tongue-in-cheek like Daddy O'Reilly. Yeah, exactly. I love Fox News. Exactly. That's and it. still one of my favorite bits in the history of comedy to this day is when he would bring on a guest at the Colbert Report, and he would run to them and just soak up all the applause. Yeah. And they would just be, like, casually sitting at a desk, <laughs> and he would run over and be like, Woo! <laughs> that was fucking continuously And, I, and I will say, he does not do as well as a late-night host as he did as the Colbert Report. No, but that's another he's thing. Fine as, he's fine as a late-night host. But that's another thing where you have that part of your career, and you're very successful, and, and then you move on, and it's different. It's like a victory might lap. Be like, yeah, but, you know, look, it's the guy. He's running the life. bases and, like, yay. Like, yeah, but also it's hard. It's, like, that kind of comedy, that, that political, what you want to be highbrow, you want it to be informative. That's exhausting. Yeah, to do it, it for it, a long it, period of time. It boggles yeah. my mind that Oliver's what? How long has it been on? Now. Eight years. Eight yeah, years. and it's rough. Like every episode well, is the, like the fucking the 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 promo for the show is a shot of him in year one and a shot from yeah, yeah, now, yeah. and it says it's only been eight years, and he looks fucking weathered. It looks like he's been the president. Yeah, yeah, he looks haggard on yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. it's like every every single episode is just like, hey, are you ready to? Find out another element of society yeah, that's yeah, broken, yeah, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, do you guys think Trump wins?" Huh? Whoa. I and we're a year out. I, okay, we're okay, out. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're pretty much a year out. I so what? What, what was the year election? Just what, under a year. What were the elections that they had this year? House, or Senate, last something. Year was the House? No, this. Senate. They're like literally a month ago. Oh, they had the, some um, runoffs. Runoffs, yeah, whatever, and all that stuff. And so were all the Democrats won pretty. Yeah, there was a well. there were a bunch of Democrat. Here's the thing about polling, and I say the same thing for Canada. But this wasn't polling; this was elections. Like actual, no, I know. actual Democrats took power as a result of these. The polls will say that the Democrats are not going to win in the U.S. and that the Liberals aren't going to win in Canada whenever it's election time. Mm-hmm. Liberals and Democrats, leftists, center leftists, don't answer polls. Mm. Don't respond to polls. Don't like doing. Don't like engaging yeah, yeah, in polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, right wingers love polls. Yeah, they're like, oh, you want? Yeah, you called me up and want to talk about my political Let's opinions. Talk. Let's talk about that stupid Joe Biden. I saw. So like, so everyone's in Canada saying Pierre Polyev is going to have this in the bag. I don't think he's going to have it. Like, so like, like the if Trudeau steps down and there's a replacement for the Liberals, the Liberals will win the next election. Okay. I think so. I know. I I even think that they can win with Trudeau. For I do as well. Like, not that I'm voting for them. Yeah. Not that I'm trumping for it. Uh, I just believe some of the stuff that's coming out of that 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 wing, the conservative wing, is a little too much for this country. Yeah. And, and I think in the states, I think it's the same thing. 
the longer the Republicans are fighting over abortion and women's rights, gay rights, uh, minority rights, the worse it is for them in the, in the long run. Of course, because guess what? Like, all the people who that matters to, they're dying. You're going to motivate them. <laughs> You're going to motivate them to go vote. Well, no, no, but, but I'm just saying, but, like, but, then the, but the people who are like, I actually think a woman doesn't have the right to choose, oh, is actually, it's actually an 85-year-old man yeah, who's voting. Yeah, named Fletch. Yeah, you're not, like, no, he might be dead by Fletch the next has election. Fletch left. Like, oh Fletch my has God. nothing left. I, was, I saw this, uh, like, a little, like, meme or something or whatever, which was just, like, uh, boomers, uh, like, boomers telling, like, Gen X and millennials and stuff like that to be, like, you watch when you're in your 30s and 40s, you're going to be conservative, too. And, like, something, like, resonated, and, they, and then people are, like, actually, we're, like, all waving pride flags and whatever <laughs> and going on. But, like, it's well, fine. Well, Sinatra said it. Sinatra said that you become more conservative as you get older. But yeah, yeah, but I think maybe you become more conservative in the context of, like, on crime. But, no, but, 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 or but you, here's or the you, thing. Or you, here's or the you thing, will though. support but, you will support policies that more directly affect you because you have a house and some kids, maybe. And, but, and that's and that's the thing. That's what I realized when I was reading the, when I was looking at the little meme and being like, ah, this little joke. And then I was realized I was like, oh, but they took out the incentive. Yeah. yeah. Be- because we don't have a ho- nice house, house in the suburbs right. that we own that we want to like. We're scared yeah, 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 of yeah. We're, we're scared of people from out of town because of who are the new neighbors. Are and I'm like, you, I was like, you didn't give us the good job out of high school yeah, yeah, yeah. and the house. I'm like, that's why nobody turned conservative. And not just that, the people who have kids. Nowadays, are terrified that their kids are gonna get shut up in a fucking school yep. in the states, yeah. or or if God forbid they get sick and they can't afford to help them, yeah. which is real shit. Yeah. So the, so so the incentive even to have kids is less is less. Is l- the incentive to have children is lower than it's ever been before. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's why the government of Quebec is throwing money at people to do it. Like it's yeah. for us, it's like it's <laughs> crazy. Like I picked, I picked one of the as opposed to the Americans, where they just like, oh, well, if you get knocked up, you can't get rid of it. Well, that's a you whole have thing. to keep it. It's a whole Carlin bit. It's a whole Carlin. <laughs> Carlin, you know, you, you we talked earlier about starting a special, right? Yeah. George Carlin in my is my favorite comedian, and yep. you can argue he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. If not, he's one B. Like he, he's, he's on, he's on, on the Mount Rushmore. Like, absolutely, without in you know, in the Washington. He starts spot. out. He starts <laughs> out uh, a special, and the people are going ballistic for him. And he's quiet. He's not soaking it in. He's quieting them down. And he goes, "Why?" And they're like yelling over him. He can't get the word out. He goes, "Why? Why?" And then they're quiet enough just for him to finish the sentence. He goes, "Why are the people who are pro- are anti-abortion are never the people you'd want to fuck in the first place?" Eruption. And then it just goes into this fucking this pro-abortion bit for about fucking 10 minutes. And if mm-hmm. you've never done it, look up Carlin on abortion for 10 minutes. Yeah, no, I've seen the bit. It encapsulates everything, and it's as evergreen today as it was when he did it 20 years ago. It's because scary how many bits he has that are That still, are evergreen? Yeah. Bro, people, you know how uh, how good Carlin is? But it's also is? depressing. It's, it's not depressing, depressing because no, 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 it's, it's, it's unraveling it's, a it's truth. Good, no, it's good comedy, but it's depressing that we're still like, we're like, oh, we didn't figure out abortion? When no. This, when this guy eviscerated it 50 years ago? You know, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, we didn't, like, uh, I'm he, saying he, dep- he's not. Got, he's got a gun bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's he's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying depressing. No, he has, he has good he comedy. Has bits but that are so good that when you talk, there are comics who talk about the same subject, and no matter how hard they try, it's derivative of what Carlin said. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, he's a great comic. Everything after him bears his mark, and you, it's inescapable. So, like, when, oh. you, when you talk about these kind of fucking issues and stuff like that, they just go on and on and on. I had a kid in the stupidest historical period. It's like a, a fucking worldwide plague. There's no housing. Mm-hmm. Food is the most expensive it's ever been. But, like, you can't stop living just because everything – you can't yeah. wait for a perfect moment. Because I'm going to be 54 and be like, ah, now it's time. I forget the comedian, but it was someone on the, someone on the Nasty Show this summer at Montreal had a, a bit that I actually was, like, very – it was very funny. 
which was just sort of like he's like I want I believe in finding middle ground between like conservatives and liberals and whatever else like that. He's like the Republicans, Democrats, all that. And he was just ba- basically like the end of the point was he was like, look guys, I don't care if you're right wing or left wing, you all want dead kids. You're just picking the age. That's so funny. And I was like, that's great. That's really really good. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like. Do we let them grow up and go to school, or do we just... Or do we nip in it in the, the butt? Like, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Everybody wants to kill kids somehow. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, that. Nah, that was... I feel bad I don't remember the guy's name, but I was like, genuinely, I was like, where's he... Like, especially, like, at a nasty show, you're kind of, like, holding your breath. You're like, where's he going with this? Is it stupid? You know? <laughs> like, you're kind of like... I love it. This might, this might be terrible, but I was like, oh, that's actually a very good bit. Like, you're, you're simultaneously, like, pro-abortion and, like, pro-gun control with your 100% right. Like, I was like... A good quote unquote like not dirty but like a good edgy joke. Sure. Like I thought I was I was I was impressed. So Keith, we have an issue in this podcast though. What's up? Who's gonna do the five questions? We don't. I don't know, we don't. I mean, we need to reset them soon. Oh shit. We can. We, we can't do that without Ines. We can't do that without Ines. Ines is coming to town in like a week or two. Okay. Shit show. Gotta. I have. Oh. I've got to work that out. I also need to. Do, I need to just do more. She was like, "I'll do remote stuff." <laughs> And I was like, I never think of her. As if I'm doing remote, I'm like, oh, I'll do it with Bendito. I don't think to like call up, you know, the no, Toronto host. To, to, to Toronto host. Our yeah. Toronto correspondent. Our Toronto correspondent. This was a fun one, funny. though, because I like have just once in a while, we just shoot the shit and sometimes I'm going guess. Yeah. My yeah. dad officially and thankfully, said. Thankfully, three white men have solved the problem of the Barbie movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, thankfully, three up. white men have a podcast. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I think it's a first. I think it's a first in the we world. We should let people know. Yeah. Three white dudes have a podcast. My dad, the. We, you and when you and I did the one that Ines was supposed to join and then got like trapped on the subway, my dad said that was a weird one. <laughs> I was like, I don't really remember why. Well, or how. Did we do sports? I, probably we did sports. It might have just been really sports heavy. We occasionally do the backdoor pilot for a sports show that is not. Every once, in a while, every once in a while, we'll just become a sports podcast for an episode. Yeah, exactly. We'll it might have. It might have just been that it was a sports show, but my dad was like. Yeah, that one you did with Chris was a weird one. I was like, what? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Papa Heisterman. Tell you what, Bruce. There's uh, there's the Giants. Uh, they're down to their third string quarterback. His name is Tommy DeVito. Tommy, Tommy DeVito. Oh, yeah. From South Jersey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course I, I, he is. My, my dad's I, last hope, Tommy DeVito. I really DeVito. want to talk to your dad about this, Lawrence. He would, he would, Chris, if you call him out of the blue and talk Tommy DeVito, nothing would make him happier. Oh, my God. Give me his phone number. Mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> I, really, chain, I want to record this. As a record chain, this as a chain, as a gold chain, TDV. Of course, uh, I love he has it. a quote Naturally. that's like, "Yeah, I still live at home. Uh, you know, why? Why not? You know, I, I don't make much money. He doesn't. He's a practice third string quarterback. Player, you're you know, like, so. yeah, you're you're doing uh, okay. You're maybe you're maybe a breadwinner okay for the moment, but he's not making life changing money. Yeah, exactly, that's it. You're not you're not <laughs> buy a house, buy <laughs> no, a mansion. No, like this is like this is a guy who works in a garage in a couple of years. And you're like, didn't you used to play in the fucking? I play for the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I play for the Giants. We beat the Washington football team. How about that? Me, me. Tommy DeVito. How about it? How about it? My mom makes me chicken cutlets and I go to practice. It's great. That's right. I love it. It's the, it's the happiest Italians in Jersey have been since Sopranos season six. I bet. Um, now, now he's going to be. Now he's going to be. Cause he's gonna be if, I don't know how the NFL works. But I don't know. I, James Canalfini rose from the dead for this. Like he's no, the next but game. I'm just saying, like, I know that like hockey players get – uh, like merch percentage. I hope he gets so many. But that's what I'm saying. I was like, if he get like, I, I feel that Devito. What's his number? Number Sixty-nine. Four. Number four. No, just <laughs> no, fifteen. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. But whatever. But like I'm just saying, Devito fifteen is I guarantee you the there's all-time dealer- selling jersey. Yeah, there's right a now. Ford dealership in in, in Jersey yeah. that's lining up a huge, a huge rollout for yeah, their yeah. winter sale. Yeah. There's uh there's a for sure a pasta 
past the Emporium in, yeah, in yeah. Jersey that's ready to go with the Tommy spe- the, the, the DeVito special. 100%. Uh, you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, there's a Funny How. There's a Funny How campaign for, for some, like, perfume or cologne, maybe both. There's a, if, he, if he does any kind, anything, anything good. There's a there's a commercial with Dan. He's already won a game. I know, but I'm just he saying. But won an no, NFL but I'm just saying. But like, we have to think about. I'm talking about like production, filming, whatever else like that. There's like a like a Snickers or whatever with like Devito being like not feeling yourself, and yeah. it's Danny. It's Danny. Yeah. Then Danny eats the Snickers, and it's Tommy. Oh my God! They pan to his family on 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 game day, and his father is just mouthing like, "That's what you call on third down." Yeah, that's it's, amazing. It's, it's fantastic. It it brings me such joy. I want to. Just end the podcast with a shout out to Tommy DeVito. Tommy shout DeVito. out Big TD. I like it. I like it. TD. Gentlemen, this was a pleasure. Boys, Chris, thanks thank you for having thanks, us. Thanks thank you for lighting Chris. candles. No yeah, problem. they're romantic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you to Brie Larson. Uh, I'm going to see the Marvel. We're Matt sorry. Rife. We're sorry to Matt Rife. He ran out of time. <laughs> sorry, Matt Rife. No takes. <laughs> Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something. A uh, big thank you, as always, to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude, who provided our theme songs. And, of course, a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show. Uh, Walter J. Ling, who technically retired, but still sometimes hosts. Uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber, and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts, and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your From the Millions of Podcasts. And have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.